Wow Comic Hour with your host, Andrew Lawner. And Chris Ramos. Featuring guest host, Matt Schreier. All right, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. And tonight, we are going to review Once and Future by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. We picked a good one this time. Yes. From Boom Studios? No? Yep. Yes. <laughs> but before we begin, uh, Matt, tell us your comic book origins. Where did you start reading comics and how, well, how were you introduced? <laughs> Honestly, it started with Bugs Bunny and Disney Comics at the Old Woodman's when it was at the post office when I was a kid. <laughs> but I would okay. sit on the floor and read them while my mom would do the shopping. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I, I did some, some of that. I read yeah, yeah. That's like kind of that. how it yeah, started for me. For sure. Or... Where Big Lots is now used to be Cops Food Store. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember reading Green Arrow and uh, Batman. Okay. Yeah, an issue with each of those while my mom was shopping. I, and that was kind of my first foray into superhero comics. Okay. And that kind of got me, you know, I'd, here and there, I'd pick some stuff up from the library and read like the original, the origin of Spider-Man, the origin of Fantastic Four. And so... And once you started seeing all the different titles too, it's like, you know what? It looks like there's sort of something that fits everybody. Right. And, you know, especially Absolutely. back then, they were just throwing stuff out to just try it, you know, right. see what sticks. Yep. Yeah. So that's, hey, that's great. I, yeah. I, I could totally relate to that. You know, being <laughs> at the grocery store with my parents and I'll read magazines while I'm shopping. Go, Where are you? Yeah. Totally. I remember an experience once I was at uh, one of my second cousins family reunion at, at the second cousin's place and they had issue number one of what if wow <laughs> okay, I, okay that kind of really sucked me in they also had werewolf by night and jonah hex oh cool so i've always had a soft spot for kind of the horror and i never really realized it until 10 years ago yeah, yeah werewolf by night was just such a it, to me it always surprised me when they had like drac tomb of dracula right? yeah. werewolf by night all of those were and they were just so popular. The kids were just all over those. Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, yeah man. Bernie Wrightson was the man. Creep show and yeah. Tales from the Crypt. Um, I love the Swamp Thing run. Yep. Still right yep. up there. Yep. And I got the Frankenstein book that has his illustrations oh, in okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very so cool. So I can't wait to read that. But you know, in the 80s was like super horror time anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the best movies yes. ever. Yeah. The Thing. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the Freddy Krueger and everything else. Yeah, I mean, all the other You had to yep. bring it into the comics, right? Yeah, For sure. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, bringing it back to Once in Future, what did you guys, uh, initial thoughts in the book? Quick thoughts were number one, uh, great pacing, super fast, like read, like, you know, uh, page flip, page flip, page flip. And um, the coloring, the art in it is really something else. You can tell it's digital, which is fine. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but sometimes it looks like really digital, but this really had that kind of, um, um, I don't know, like a rough edge drawing like where they were drawing to, the distortion to make it. Yeah. To make it part of the story. I really like keyed on, on that too. I like that distortion. You see that with some of the independent uh, horror titles where they get a little distortion with some of it. A little I, grungy. I, yeah. yeah. The color. Yeah. Yeah. The color makes me think like HP Lovecraft. You think color out of space oh, or yeah. the movie Mandy. I like when okay. you're in the other element, you get that pastel, that, that yeah. ultraviolet. And they kind of pull you into the scenes 
based on that color too. Like you right. get the yep. idea of like what's Eerie. next. Yeah, it, like, it's uh, definitely the color palette matched like the mood or the energy. Right, and each character had their own sort of um, palette where you could tell it was like this is sort of the the good end, the noble end. They pull a lot of that noble versus chaos. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I guess uh, just to clarify, um, Once in Future is basically uh, our, it's a take on Arthurian, um, the tale of King Arthur and things like that, but for totally twisting it, flipping it, and kind of making this evil like oppression. It's, it's the story being given life with the knowledge of the story. Yeah. Because there's, it, I did a paper on King Arthur once and I okay. liked that there are several different avenues that the legend is interpreted from. Yeah. And you see, as you get through the, the, the book, okay, this is where this tale comes from. And this is where this tale comes from. And it's not always good. They don't always jive. They don't always no. fit together. No. I Absolutely. like that. I yeah. like that because it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of once in future, we get the uh, characters introduced right away. I think the first character that pops up are the, um, evil uh, English, yeah. yes. sort of like Secret Service. The English Nazis. English Nazis, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny because, you know, you get like three pages of them, but right away you right. just Right, it's like, tell, um, what do you want? England back. Yeah. What? Yep. It's okay. like you tell they're like sort of a clandestine group, you know, they're they're collecting artifacts and yep. then they shoot like an unarmed man. So you're like, all right. right. Very Indiana Jones. <laughs> boom. In the yeah. Yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Artifact. I, I did get that. Right. that whole We got it. <laughs> right. And you're like, OK, let's see. What's so going. then it flips right to Grant. Uh, well, yep. no, to uh, uh, Duncan. 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 Gate. Yeah. Yeah. Duncan's just a great I don't too. know any girl that would ever want to talk to somebody after what happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really? Your grand is calling? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Typically I not I don't think I gave any spoilers away. Though. No. Uh, it's like, it's just like, oh, you know, you're really good friends with your grandma. That's great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and Duncan is sort of a, um, I don't want to say everyone in this book is a cliche because I, I think that's mm -hmm. just really generalizing it. But everyone in this book is uh, fits a certain character type. Yeah, but role. like their yeah. body doesn't match the character, which I mm, think is cool. Like grandma doesn't match what her character sure, is. Sure, I didn't think about that. You know, Duncan yeah. doesn't match what you would think good. he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of does play on the general idea of the story where everyone's playing a role. Remember, everyone's well, like yeah. got yes, this part yes. in a story. Right. And, you know, they're trying to say, all right, we're going to take this original idea of, of, uh, Arthur in modern times. Yeah. And then give everyone sort of this wacky part in this big play. And uh, you're yep. right. They pull yep. up everywhere they can. Every I like time. the development of the characters. How yeah. you, you know, you learn about them as you go along. And, yeah. you know, I've gotten into a little further than you guys have. Mm -hmm. And you see even more of that as, as time goes on. And I really dig that. That's right. Great. Just great character progression. And he's kind of serving as you, the reader, and trying to figure out what's going on in this world and what are the rules that yep. you're coming into. For sure. And uh, so just to clarify, yeah, Matt, you have gotten a little farther than us. We are reading the hardcover volume yes. one. The deluxe edition. The deluxe edition, which we love to always promote on the channel here is like, hey, we read the hardcovers. That's what we do. <laughs> right. We yeah. wait till it's all collected. <laughs> we are hardcover snobs here. Yes. But, yeah, it's, but what does this collect? One through 18. 18. Yep. Okay. 
And the uh, next volume, the fourth volume just came out and collects the next six issues. Yep. So okay. it's the story's still developing and he's like, Karen Gillen's still writing the books. So they're up to issues. 20, what, 24 issues already? Yeah. So that's cool. That, yeah. This isn't the first time that King Arthur has been brought into modern or future times in comic books. Oh, okay. Camelot 3000. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's yeah, classic. That's, that's a blast from the past there. <laughs> Showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. you know, and, and some movies have done it too. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm always interested in Arthur, like you said, you know, you wrote a paper on it, but, you know, people don't really know if our King Arthur was 100% real or just like there was a gap in Kings and they sort of filled it with someone that's more um noble and more uh i don't know sensational than the king that was in that time right so it, you know i i i would understand that yeah it's still all they're like more right, of a, a kind of a myth almost. yeah it's a yeah. unification of britain yeah and under an ideal banner yeah mm -hmm. they're like the king at the time really sucks so we're gonna leave him out of history and then we're gonna write our own <laughs> right king. yeah yep. make very heroic yep. yes. not mention any of the gritty details or some of the mistakes he might have made that were questionable some terrible boy king like yeah. all right forget him we're gonna well not only that but you gotta wonder is it nothing more than a medieval soap opera yeah right. Lancelot really? sleeps with Guinevere yep and, yeah you know all that so. well and it had the magician and the Merlin yeah yeah and then his Half Morgan Le Fay and Mordred. Mordred was yeah. was his, his bastard son. Um, his, I think it was well, her. Mordred was his Morgan Le Fay's son. Yeah, with his half sister. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, because yep. he didn't know it was his sister. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely soap opera. Don't tell me Nails classics up. aren't racing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, old English stuff. Yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like, you know, uh, everyone has seen the Sword in the Stone cartoon, you yep. know, and, mm -hmm. and that sort of plays on the idea of the once I always kept saying once and future king. Yeah, and for real. Like, and that's like, yeah, I'm on the page yeah. at last. The once and future king. And Andrew's like, it's just once in future. I'm like, yeah, but it's got to put the king in there because sure. that's what the mythology says. I is feel like there's a there. book titled The Once and Future King. There is. That's the one that came out in like the 40s or 50s or something. Mm. That's the one that everyone really knows because the first book in that is Sword in the Stone. Oh, okay. So okay. Once in Future King. Well, so Once in Future King is what uh historically is apparently carved on king arthur's tombstone oh that's that makes whole sense because okay. now they're going from like the tomb in yeah because england panel. wanted him to come or they said he's going to come back someday that's uh, the thing he's right the on. once and then their future king the yes. ideals again so then that's where the story comes yeah. with like sure so kieran gillen went full of, on yeah. into that yeah part. she's yeah. like <laughs> that's <laughs> a story <laughs> uh well and and so then a lot of people know it from camelot yeah, yeah, so then they the, want to the say that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a really that good was one. a great movie too. Right. So yeah, so the first, so that book collects four four volumes and the first volume Sword in the Stone. Mm. And like Merlin teaches a young Arthur, like uh, he changes them in different animals and each animal he turns them into is like a, uh, a lesson like, sure you know this is how the snake behaves and this is how the bird behaves and yeah. politics yeah so yeah, then he teaches him politics brings him into the mm -hmm. modern day through a very yeah. yeah so then that's and that's what that was but that um that i think what karen gillian did yeah. was say all right so once a future king what if arthur wasn't coming back to you know save the world save the world <laughs> he came back to say mm -hmm. where's my england yeah and actually that's probably what would happen if you brought 
any historical figure back. Who was on like a conquest of yeah. land is, and everything. Like, what do you yeah. think Genghis yep. Khan's going to come back and be like, yeah, I'm cool with all this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I think anybody, if you look back, no matter how benevolent they're being painted, yeah, they didn't get to a position of power without yeah. stepping on people's shoulders, climbing yeah, up. Yeah. And I think people just like to idealize. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I yeah. think you hit the nail on the head. Nobody's going to come back and go, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just blend in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where the uh, the the uh, English, England Nazi. Yeah, Anglo-Saxons. Super, uh, super MI6 crazies show up. So. Right? Yeah. And I just like the portrayal of just him rising out of the tomb and he's like a zombie. He's like, because I've never known like King Arthur just being like evil. I guess yeah. just from how you know we talked about just being like a heroic figure, a heroic king. So, so you that was a new like clean armor and you know pure skin and all. I, I really yeah. like the way that the knights and and so on and so forth are portrayed with the you know the, the gore. It's yeah. not really gore, but it is. It's yeah. exposed muscle yeah. and the bone it's like- and. You know, in one, digital one, blood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And in one picture, you've got maggots actually crawling on the screen. Yeah. Screen. That was powerful. And it's, I think it's very, very cool because it's. Right. Well, and it's also, if you think of it, I guess, literary wise, you know, you have Duncan, who's sort of the, the pure uh, new boy, yeah. you know, and sure. he's tall and handsome and he, mm-hmm. he's sort of being thrown into this. Um, and then the, his arch enemy is of course like this, you know, half eaten muscle sinew, right. Zombie monster thing. So you're like, all right, I can see them. You know, they're going to battle each other. And just, yeah. The supporting cast of his girlfriend kind of being the archeologist that works at the library and things like that. And then, you know, grand, you know, he's, she's like the vampire hunter, (laughs) monster hunter. Yeah. All right. Fill us in on grand a little bit. That's his grand. (laughs) Uh, grand is, uh, well, you find her. She kind of starts. You introduce. She's introduced at like a like an old person's home, I yeah. guess, at a retirement home. Her name's Bridget, which yeah. is another Arthurian name, which okay. is cool. And so you're, you know, she's like, oh yeah, you know, I just like watching my TV with my friends, you know, here in the homes. It's pretty slow or things like that. And then you kind of start figuring out like she goes on these quests. She. There's like a creature coming after him, and she's like, oh, "This like weapons cage." And it's like what? she gets her grandson to drive her somewhere at gunpoint. Yeah, yes. that, <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Uh, I, I also so like, convincing. She's, yes, she's got that that affability to her, right? <laughs> or like she disappeared from the nursing home, and then, and then yeah, she just time. goes on an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I think, oh, I'm going out. Yeah, they made a comment like. Why do you keep doing this? You got to yep. stay here. So then you're like, yeah. like okay. So they're like, oh, wait a minute. She does this all the time. Yeah. Like she just disappears and fights things. Yeah. Um. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And so you're, there's way more that meets the eye to her for sure. Yep. And yep. you just kind of, she kind of is the storyteller of what's going on in this world and what what's happening. Well, actually, she's kind of both. Yeah. Where she's actually filling in the blanks for Duncan as far as why things are happening the way they are. Because Duncan's us. Yeah. Duncan, Duncan's Correct. the reader. Mm-hmm. And she makes many, many references to the knowledge of the story. Right. Is what 
is causing this stuff to happen. Yeah. And the story has a life of its own. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned they'll have a role. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She mentions that in the story. Everybody's yeah. got a role to, a role play. to play. And you don't realize how important it is until you keep reading as the story goes on. Yeah. It kind of goes back to like, you know, what we were just talking about, the old horror comics and old horror movies. I think it was like Freddy Krueger and stuff like that. Like, if you believed in him, then he, yeah. he was there. Sure. And that's like always been a theme too of like, if you really, really do believe that this story is here. You give it power. You yeah, see you give it, it power. Yeah. 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 And that's that's another thing because I, I don't remember in the book, but I thought there were parts where the grandma almost had to like give him a little like Cliff's notes of like what the yep. story yeah, is. Absolutely. Yep. Like yep. this is what the character is and this is what the monster is and this is how you defeat it. Right. And then when she was talking about like the happened, different knights and things like yeah. that. Some yep. of the beats. And once he gets that knowledge, then he, Duncan can actually play that role. Like be the, uh, the hero or, you know. He's given the, the knowledge and he can then act on it. Yeah. yeah. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, aside from the, which which that alone is just a great like elevator <laughs> pitch for a book like yeah, like, oh, yeah. that. <laughs> like here's the idea you know we're going to pull all these you know myth mythological stories that people have heard before but we're going to give it a good little spin you know and sure. i think that's they're all very the classical stories too yeah. i mean you expect it to be arthurian but there's right I, I or something you've heard i won't before. spoil it but there yeah. is like one of the oldest poems ever yeah gets given some life. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, sure. Well, and, and I guess that was considered a, a hero or a monster at the time, yeah. you know? And so then you think, oh, well, if that's able to right. appear, then just about any other story. Right. Is Cause these monsters appear. aren't just English monsters. They're, they're Celtic, they're German. They're from all the, all these different cultures that were coming together and they're just kind of happening around that time. Frame. Most of them are going to be, of the English yeah. or, or I would say maybe French. Yeah. And yeah. I, I German, don't think that you're going to go like too much further. Than yeah. Yeah. I don't think you'll see <laughs> Slavic myth. Yeah. Um, but I really did like how much material they're drawing from. Yeah. It kind of made me think of Hellboy and the mm. way Mignola draws so many yeah. Slavic and that's and That's one of Chris's favorite books. And <laughs> I just, all of this really yeah. great stuff. Sure. Well, and here's the other part, Matt. So like to, to just drive that point home to everyone listening is that to me, when you're reading a comic and they bring up an old character, like they bring up like, a, uh, well, like Hellboy is really popular and just bringing up like, some nursery rhyme or some yep. old wives' yeah. tale, right? Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga. And then you're, Baba like, Yaga. you're like, what is that about? And then you find yourself yeah. looking it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Saint, or Garisku, the uh, Garisco, I don't remember how to pronounce it, the vampire. Uh, he was a Slavic vampire that served Baba Yaga, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, that's what he was hunting. Was, was he, he was, was hunting him to get to Baba Yaga. Yeah, right. And it's like, okay, is that real? Mm -hmm. But I just finished the first two hardcover Witchfinders. Oh, nice. And same idea, huh? He's in there. Ah. He's in there. Yeah. And it's yeah. Hecate's in there. Right. Yeah. And the Baba so, Yaga with the hut with the like the chicken legs or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Just like, oh the house with the chicken leg. Yeah. Right. It's like, all right, this is pretty cool. Because then you start and, and um like the lightning thief, and there's other books that do that too. And mm -hmm. you know, uh that was a big revival for kids to just start reading about like um, 
ancient, mythology. you know, gods and yeah. mythology and, mm -hmm. you know, anything that brings that full circle to just say, hey, these are always, because that's really what old mythology is. It was yeah. like the comic book heroes of yeah. the day. That's Absolutely. how they explain things. Right. And no, it's, uh, it's easily recognized in this book as a major plot point, but also not like you have to like know about King Arthur to read this book. They do a great job of that. Like mm -hmm. they bring you up to speed, but it's yeah. probably yeah. what spurs some interest. Yeah. You know, right. go out, you're going to rent Camelot. You're going to go watch the Disney sword in the stone. I mean, I mean yeah. you're sure. going to, if you really dig this stuff, you might just find yourself going after all and it, Yeah. People start looking at like, okay, who was, who was all, are, are all of these uh, characters that keep popping up? Yep. And it's like they almost did a a little bit faux pas, which is like they introduce a monster and then kind of defeat it, and then introduce yeah. a monster yep. and defeat it. But which it's is not good. Like, it's a good way to kind of give it like that episodic feel or that saga feel. Like, oh, we finished the saga, but there's like a cliffhanger. All right, let's continue those some of those threads off. Yeah, very spaghetti western. Yeah, in that, yeah. In right. That vein. Yeah, but they never actually get. You could see that like Arthur being raised is still gaining power so you're like all right you're winning these little battles but there's still this overarching bad guy that's yep. like growing and strengthening yep. right so sure and i guess something uh just to point the obvious out it's the all, throughout the whole story they're still trying to find the grail and that was always arthur's quest to oh, find yeah. the grail yep, yep so yep. i i found that was good just to keep that overlap of just here we're still on this quest to do it don't forget yeah <laughs> it didn't happen volume one yeah which is fine right yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's oh push it off it's okay. right yeah because yeah. sometimes you get the idea too are you feeling that you're reading a comic and they kind of wrap it up and then you're like someone thought this was never going to go much farther than it did. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, we love it. And they're like, oh, we'll, uh, we'll do season two. Yeah. yeah, but I think the way that they <laughs> did wrap up the first volume, I'll call it, mm -hmm. um, was good because there was, to me, an explainable reason for the ending coming the way it did. That's, yeah. It, it really was. It was there's, it's thought out and it's... The funny thing is the characters are crafting the story. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's just there's so much. I, I God, it, I want to say so much. I know. <laughs> it's almost like they're stumbling through the story. Yes, too. yes. Like they're just it, things are happening, and they're like they can't even catch up. There's a plan in place, but nothing is going according to the plan. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So you, you the other. Um, I know we're sort of jumping all over the place, but that's cool. Because I love doing that too. No, I love <laughs> that. I am terrible. This is that. how right. the podcast usually <laughs> yes. goes. It's just like us thinking about, you know what? Here's another. That's just like how it happens. Sure, sure. I, I'm sure other podcasts have like a outline that nah. we, we don't we don't do that. Throw that. Can I shout yeah. out another podcast quick? Yes. Sure. What's the next beer podcast? Dave and AJ, they're members of Beer Club at Looking Glass. Oh, okay. I sat in at the looking glass with them and there was nothing scripted. It was no. so right. No, we, we try to keep it genuine. Like this. Just, this is yeah, fun. Is just, I don't think Andrew stuff. and I have ever written down. An <laughs> no, we, we put notes as just like cliff notes. I'm like, Oh, we should hit that maybe yeah. once in a while. And I'm but. sure people realize we've never actually even edited anything. We just throw the whole That's thing out. Oh really? You never oh, it's do? A secret. Never mind. Oh. Edit 30 yeah. episodes <laughs> in and you're now revealing no. secrets. What? 30 episodes 30 in. You should not have brought in. the beer. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yes, and we drink before we go um, uh, No, the, the fun thing with it is that you're stumbling through the story just as much as the characters are. So then you think, gosh, if I was there, and that was the other point that I really liked was like, if I was in this situation, there's nothing that's 
crazy out of line with how maybe you would have reacted. Yeah. You know? Like you see people like falling and then grandma like throws him a sword or something. And she's right. like, pick it up. And he's like, I can't <laughs> yeah, pick that up. You know, and it's like, it's just like what you would do. Like, you sure. know, and, and that's the just fun. incredulous in, incredulity. Yeah. Yeah. Of some of the people when they're in, they're encountering some of these situations yeah. and just that dumbfoundedness that they have on their face. They, yeah. they can't accept, they can't reconcile what's going on. Sometimes they just run away yeah. and you're like, okay, yeah. that's what they would do. You know? Absolutely. <clears throat> Someone was carrying a sword out of the forest. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yep. yeah. I, I love how they deal with like <laughs> politics and the police in this story. Uh, they're just kind of like on the outside, like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you know, they're trying to cover it up, but they're not trying to give too much away. They're like, oh, okay. We're just over here. We're just doing our thing. So it kind of keeps going along that Gran knows what the major goal is because she always thought this would happen someday and it's happening. So yeah. She, she's, she's a lot of preparations. Yeah. So she's like <laughs> the doomsayer of like someday uh, Arthur will be raised and he's not going to like what he sees. And so we're going to have to just either stay out of his way or, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of get to a weak spot or whatever. So, yeah. Um, and you realize that Gran... Uh, has made some sacrifices in her life and yeah. mm-hmm. and has yeah because she's also mission, like a traumatic character yeah. yeah like she's put her mission before all uh, all others you know? yeah um, that comes up a lot in volume four okay okay good, good. good. It it does. Does. I'm it really, glad it really you know, does that's a really strong part but it's just for her to you know you think okay everyone that's a, a hero you think well they're just a hero right but then it's nice when they say well you know, my whole life has been devoted to this cause and there is a, I've given up everything for it. There's a real crux point that happens in volume four where you see her as this badass butt kicking grandma that just is a monster <laughs> hunter. Yeah. And then you see the other side. Oh, you, you do. Okay. You do. Uh, all cool. right. <laughs> I, I, that, it, Spoiler or not, I just, yeah. it's, I, I just, that was something to me that was so refreshing because oh, it maintained yeah. the humanity of the characters. Yeah. Absolutely. That it's not just a story tell. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's real. Yeah. Well, and it's like, tries to ground some of it. Yeah. 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 And she's like a unsung hero too. Like, you know, she has been battling these hidden demons and monsters and vampires and werewolves and everything else you can think of her whole life. But like no one's noticed. She can't talk to anybody about yeah. it. No. <laughs> yeah. Just, no. It's just her. That's I mean, very, in my like, day, I can't vent. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> right. How's your day, honey? Oh, <laughs> shot a vampire. Yeah. It didn't go down. I had to. I had to. Oh, it was like terrible. Melting down. <laughs> yeah. Melting down their silverware. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you. Exactly. That. Exactly. Tell you, tell you later. Tell you later. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So this volume, you know, as far as. Boom Studios. I just want to give a shout out to them. Yeah. Andrew, you've got quite a few Boom it, Studios. Um, actually, this is like the this one and something is killing the children are my first Love two that. Oh yes, that's yeah. right. That. Did they do revival? Um, they have did revival. I haven't collected that, but oh, I think those are some of the an first. Amazing. Ones. I've heard good things. Story. Set and, in Wausau, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. There are definitely one of those companies that don't feel like an indie company you know they're right. getting some great talent some great art yeah yeah but they're not afraid to try those yeah throw them off out. the wall sure. kind of things that an indie developer would would look at doing right i guess they're probably the biggest revival was uh <laughs> of power rangers 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's their big claim to fame right now is we redid Power Rangers and we made them exciting and want you to read them. Yeah. yeah actually, that is a, a big buzz in the com comic yeah, community. Yeah. Because they always really... talk about their cool hardcovers. Yeah. And they look all sweet. <laughs> and the, the story is supposed to be really great, too. I haven't read it, but it's like, yeah. it's fun to see that they're taking sort of that. Um, I, I want to say it was like always a campy idea yeah. yeah and they're bringing it into like all right this is how it would be in real like yeah, there was a, more mythology to it there was a fan exciting. film made yeah on youtube that one yeah with, and i don't remember which ranger it was the green one the green, green no or, it wasn't the green ranger it was oh he's like the only active ranger though <laughs> <laughs> no in it that all the rangers had gone on except one and oh, okay it, I can't remember the title of, it, but yeah. it was it was very gritty and mm -hmm. very adult oriented. And yeah. I was like, see, I could get behind that, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> it takes know? it a little more serious. It's, That's my son's favorite right now is Power Rangers. Uh, so yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and I have them always fight in the daylight. Let's bring yep. them down into yep. this. Yeah. And show some blood. Right. <laughs> it has just... that kind of common theme with this, where they took something that was really lighthearted to begin with, with Arthurian tales, and just flipped the script. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Karen Gillian, what what else was the other big thing that she has worked on? Um, they have a series right now called Die. That's supposed to be really good. Um, he I've does read that. like yeah, he has an Eternals run right now. Um, Wicked and Divine. That's one of his very good series. I've read yeah. some of that. I've started, I've started that. I've read the that. first three trades. Recommend picking that up. He also does like mythology on that, but it's with fame and like celebrities. Ah, yeah, yeah. In that culture, so it's the incarnation of gods. Yeah. Or are they aspects? Uh, they're creations of gods. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gods and angels. So. And like, um, again, how they would sort of corrupt yeah. or change the world that we live in. But what was cool in that, he has ties to the music world. So we made like a playlist to go along with it as you're reading. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So some <laughs> comic book writers and stuff are trying that thing out now. It's just Umbrella Academy. Yeah, That's for the, sure. Uh, Jared Chemical White. Romance. Yep. Yep. And... Um, uh, I want to say Coheed and Cambria did something too. I, yeah. I believe they did the movie Beyond the Black Rainbow. Right. I think and they to start connecting. Right. So um, we just I just picked up Armory Wars by Claudio, who's the singer of Coheed and Cambria, and just seen him live. And um, really? we were like, oh, we knew about his comics and stuff, but he's starting to get his work out there. And they just published a nice hardcover. Well, there are a lot of our friends out in the comic community too that always put a you know, hey guys, I'm reading this and I'm playing this in the background. Right. And they make yep. that connection of just making it like a totally immersive yeah. experience. I um, mean, you can drink beer and enjoy coffee. There you <laughs> <Yes>. go. <laughs> Alpha King. That was a great right? way of Yeah, tell us about Alpha King. Yeah. Alpha King is a beer made by three Floyds. Okay. And that was where they pulled it from? This is Nick Floyd actually sat down with Azarel <laughs> and developed a story. Okay. I, I don't mind spoiling a few things. <laughs> it starts out Nick Floyd's brewing in his garage. And well, you start out, you see uh, it's a post utopian society. You've got these weird demon looking things, very Simon Bisley. Okay. I mean, Simon Bisley did the cover. Okay. So you got this all going on, and then you flash forward to like modern day Nick Floyd's brewing in his garage, and these <laughs> zombies show up. And they throw him into the vat, and the vat sends him to the other place. Transports oh, him. Oh, okay. And it's this terrible, terrible place ruled by the Rice Queen. The Rice <laughs> Queen, of course, sure. representative of Budweiser. Ah. <laughs> they, 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 
tails of rice in their beer. Ah, uh, okay. Laying away in Castle Milkor. And as you get to know more of like Three <laughs> Floyd's beers, the characters in there That's are hilarious. named after the beers. Yeah. The beer Gumball Head is named after his pet cat. Uh-huh. Well, in the comic, Gumball Head becomes this warrior cat. <laughs> Oh, and that's there's a beer called Arctic Panzer Wolf, and there is a Panzer. Oh wolf. my gosh! And there is very the immersive, yeah. And there's the Dark Lord. The Dark Lord is their best beer ever. <laughs> and then they end up at the end of the thing, space station middle fingers floating out there. In space. <laughs> so I mean, if you know some of the beers, or you pick this up and you dig it, you might find some good beers. Three Floyd make good stuff. See, sure. and I, I, you know, that's no different than how other comic book creators start connecting to their base. And they jump from yeah. you know other different companies. Yeah, very cool. Same with what we've read before of just like everyone bouncing around the other, getting their creative juices going. You know. Yep. Yeah. Doing so yeah, I think um, the other thing I want to just really touch on is the artwork itself is. I want to say it's like realistic, but then not like it has sure. like that sort of edge of of clean like it's a clean draw and yeah. i think it's you know the art itself and the coloring you really i don't know it really has a just a really good look to it and i think this would be one of those if someone just sort of picks something up and flips through it it's it would grab catch their you. attention it would catch yeah. you yeah yeah and i see people do that all the time they pick it that's up that's what did it, it for me and that's what it yeah. is yeah it's, it's flipping really through something. and seeing the the zombie and the stylistic character creation and yet the humans look human. Yeah. Right. I, I, I like that. It's yeah. familiar, but unique at the same time. Yeah. And like the, um, I always look at what are they doing in the backgrounds and what are they doing in between the panels and what are they doing as far as yeah. like each page goes. And I, I just, I, the only note I really, I made a few notes, but one of them was the transitions from page to page. So, you know, usually you yeah. have like four pages and then there's like a climax and you do the flip and it's like, Ooh. yeah. And you do four pages and there's mm-hmm. a climax and you do the flip. Like, sure. Um, this one is just spot on with how they end each page because you think what's next? Like what is happening now? It's a page turner. Yeah. And it, you really start reading through yes. it. There's not a lot of text. I binged on this each like in one night. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> if you know me, yeah. this is like an Andrew weekend project. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, keep going. sometimes we text each other like, oh, I'm just slogging through this. There's so much text. Cause I reread the three volumes of it today so much. Oh, two hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, and other comics are just wall to wall text. And, and that's oh, why it's man. kind of re- nice and refreshing and just, uh, or it's kind just of constant out. super action. Yes. Right. It's it, it's it doesn't like have a lot you of substance. See so much yeah. of one or the other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like the balance. Yeah. It, absolutely. It's like a good, good movie too. Yep. Where it's good not movies, too much good writers know how to do that. And yeah. Not too much dialogue, but it's, it's not, not like just constant, constant gun planet blowing. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, okay, that's neat. Yes. But tell me more. Tell me what's going on. Yep. So the you know, the big thing too, the big takeaway is, you know, as you're kind of reading through it. You are surprised by some of the turns, I think, you know, mm-hmm. there's Absolutely. quite a few in the first volume yeah. alone of just like, oh, that's now on the battlefield or that's on the plank. Right. Just, like it just keeps introducing things as one is resolved. I think they bring two more. That's a sort of a surprise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really, really well done as far as that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. And all the, all the monsters are very unique and, um, uh, just stuff you don't see in every comic or everything and just uh, 
the way the the villains are really again a lot of them are literary characters yeah that we have for so long pictured for ourselves what mm. does xyz look like yeah mm. and then you see someone's portrayal and you're like, yeah different interpretation didn't think about that one. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I yeah. really like that. Well, mm. when they show up too, you know, you think, okay, so your heroes here, like Duncan and things, like they are, they are still human, right? But they have just enough knowledge to like not get totally torn apart, right? Yep. So they're like one step ahead, sort of. Yeah. But then when you have some of these monsters from the literary just show up, it's like the first thing to do is just destroy regular humans. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like, wreck them. Yep. You're like, oh, okay, so it's really actually a threat. Like, yeah. sometimes they throw monsters into comics, and you're like, it's not really a threat. Right, like, it's not happening. They don't but, do anything. They stop yeah. around and yeah, knock like, some stuff over. They right. knock a building Hulk over. How, how, yeah, how yeah. healthy is it? <laughs> yeah. Not really. These show up, and it's just instant carnage. Yeah. And you're like, okay, you've established yourself as a really, really nasty guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you. Realize just how cool Gran is because right, yeah. he's just destroying other she people. She doesn't get nervous. No, sure. she's like, okay, Yeah, we were well. talking about in the pre show, like, it'd be cool to, to see like a prequel kind yes. of her spin off. I just really the tales growing up with her. something to be said for developing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like we briefly mentioned, Umbrella Academy, you know, there's a lot of different little offshoots, little rabbit trails that they can do. I've on seen that. a couple of, Tons uh, of stuff. Uh, when I picked up that volume four this last week. There were two bound volumes of Umbrella Academy Tales. Like, yeah. Like Tales of Umbrella Academy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mm-hmm. have those too. And that 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 is a to me, it's a very interesting story because it kind of takes like the X-Men and sort of puts it on its head and changes things up a little bit. And so I like when they kind of take what is considered a genre and then just throw it absolutely in the blender you know yeah, absolutely same thing it. here they just take these throw it in the blender and yeah uh great 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 story that came out from that mm-hmm. and uh yeah if you're if you happen to be flipping through it um <laughs> i think you'll be caught yeah absolutely pick it up it's definitely worth right. it. right last question i got for you guys this is a fun one um what voice actors or actors would you have portray some of the characters seen in the book if you could Boy. fan cast, do some fan cast. Are we supposed to say Jeremy Irons because he's, <laughs> he's in everything? Like he has to be in part of these. Sure. <laughs> like <laughs> he's um, be- when I'm thinking about Gran, I think of like Helen Mirren. I want to see yeah, Helen Mirren do that. Yeah. <laughs> I almost want somebody who's a little more unassuming though. Oh, okay. You know because she does the visual is she's small and yeah. she's petite. She sure. seems frail, but she's wiry. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when you like, well, if you took Helen Mirren, like, yeah. oh, Betty White, that would be great. Oh my God. That that be Betty White would be awesome. Betty White. Oh she God. would be great. Or yeah. the oldest one from Golden Girls. What was her name? Oh, uh, yeah. I could picture her. You know, she's yeah. uh, B. Arthur's yep, character's yep, yep. mother. The older, okay. older yeah. one. Okay. And yeah. just have her going along. It's sort of like. When you know Yoda threw his cane aside and just went crazy, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't have, have, yeah. really it doesn't have to be somebody old either. Thinking sure. Princess Bride, oh. uh, was it who was uh, Billy Crystal's wife's uh, Carol, not Carol Kane? Oh yes, her the with the you know who I'm talking magic about magic balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. have and, fun storming the castle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. something like that. I, I, okay, it would be great to just have someone who just looks frail and old and then just launches into like yes. a sure. totally badass character. That, yeah. that youthfulness to them. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 
All right, who would you have as Duncan? Uh, I wouldn't pick any of the newer guys. Um, like you know, sure, um, Chris Hemsworth or anything like that. I wouldn't, oh, pick, yeah. I wouldn't do that. I yeah. would pick. You've got to have because he in this comic he looks like he's almost like a tall software engineer or something like that. Yeah, you know? the guy that just played in Reacher. Oh, oh yeah, you were with watching orange, that. Yeah, yeah. You dye yeah. his hair orange, you make him a ginger. Yeah. Okay. Because Reacher. he has that Boy Scout quality to him. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. He was almost too clean for yes. that show. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like people see him as like, oh, look at you. You know, you're like a bodybuilder guy or whatever. Um, yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah, uh, his name's kind Richmond, of Richmond. Richmond. He was in Titans. That was a great oh, show. Oh yeah, the, the guy he who played, played that. Mm. He played Hawk in Titans. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was good. Oh, at that. yes. Yeah, he was excellent. Oh, yep. such a, yeah, uh, Alan Richardson. Alan Richardson, yeah. Okay. Richson, sorry. Richson. Yeah. Yeah, and, he'd be cool. All right. And just about any of the others, like Catherine Zeta Jones, maybe as the, you know. <laughs> oh, his wife? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, really, you know, this story would, would flow very easily into some great Netflix show or Absolutely. something like that. It would be a yeah. definite, definite tie. Yeah. And especially now with, with shows being in the top 10, like Witcher. Yeah. And just a lot of fantasy. Bright with Will Bright. Smith. Few yeah, years that back. was good. Yeah. yeah that that was there was great. some real that. great storytelling that could have been explored there. Mm. Bright. I, I always thought they should have come out with something extra because when you watched Bright, it was not what you thought it was going to no. be. It was mm -hmm. just like, whoa, this is up there adult. Like, yeah. yeah this is, and it's, serious. it's very intellectual too. It's not yeah. just throw something out there. There was like, Underpinning they, they pull down race and they pull down yeah, right. Absolutely. This isn't your right. Land. I think they have an animated uh spin-off to that, but oh, um, I don't know that. if it was to look as into good. that. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of I you know, when you guys read Once in Future, just see if you feel that sort of racial divide, sort of this is our land and everyone that is it's not, like class and race both yeah. kind right. of come into it's play. A, it's a very and, underlying theme, but it comes up. And it, I mean the theme of the king and the land are one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it comes to ownership yeah. of the land and it's an island. Right. So you have to think about how you're constricted by water all around and that creates more of the tension. Mm -hmm. Well, and I've always thought too, you know, just generally speaking, you know, Great Britain has such a long history yeah. of just yep. straight British, right? Mm -hmm. So then even if they started making a, a gradual change, you still have this deep rooted history of just straight yep. right. British. And how does the, affect or like the culture straight and generation or straight Chinese? All that. And there's uh, a, yeah, same idea. There's a movie that kind of speaks on that uh, Attack the Block. Uh, okay. It's a sci fi. Attack the Block? Attack the Block. Hmm. It's in London. There's an alien invasion and you've got some racial class differences that people got to put aside to, to contend with that. So okay. it, it's not the first time I've seen that, but I like that they did. Pull that. Yeah. yeah. Well, because that was part of the mythology of it, too. It was like, you know, you're bringing back the most English mythological yep. king mm -hmm. that has ever, that everyone knows the story. Yeah. You know? And, you know, if King Arthur did come back, so to say, and say here's Excalibur, and I mean, everyone knows that myth. myth. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just great to bring it right into modern comics and say, this is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. For sure. All right. 
Um, so we thought this was a excellent read and it was really fun. It was probably one of my favorite reads that I've had in the past, I don't know, five, six months. It's it really, I, I just keep turning the page and uh, I want to read more and I can't wait to. <laughs> yeah. If you're working through a long read of some other really, really slow comic and you're like, gosh, I need something refreshing and that's yeah. just a break. Yeah. Take this. Absolutely. It's a palate clean cleanser. Yes. We always, we always <laughs> enjoy a good palate cleanser for sure. <laughs> and we definitely recommend picking it up if you can find it in the hardcover collection. Uh, there's only volume out. one right now. No, there's only volume one right now. Otherwise, they have several trade paperbacks you can pick up as well. So awesome. um, that's another great episode of Bam Pow Comic Hour. Uh, we're signing off. And this has been Andrew Glonner and Chris Ramos and Matt Schreier signing off. Yeah.